0: Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News, where we got a lot of breaking news today. Just a few minutes ago, the United States Supreme Court rejected healthcare workers' challenge to Maine's vaccine mandate, a pretty big ruling in the emerging pandemic legal policies as the court sorts them out. It looks like the courts are allowing states to impose mandates while saying that Joe Biden and the federal government did not have that authority under the Constitution and current laws. That's the early read on this ruling. But we have a perfect guest here today to talk about it. The former Whitewater Independent Counsel, one of the great appellate court lawyers and legal minds in all of America. Ken Starr is here to join us today. We're going to ask him about these rulings and also take you a little further down memory lane with Hillary Clinton because history does have a way of repeating itself. Yesterday, we had the man who succeeded as Whitewater Independent Counsel, Robert Ray, on the show to talk about the efforts by Hillary Clinton to undercut the Whitewater investigation to thwart prosecutors as the evidence of wrongdoing mounted against Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton two and a half decades ago. A similar thing is going now as evidence is beginning to mount about the inner circle of the Clinton campaign in 2016 and its efforts to spread the false Russia collusion narrative to the media, to the federal government, the FBI, the CIA, Hillary Clinton began ratcheting up her attacks on the prosecutors, on John Durham, a respected U.S. attorney. We're going to ask Ken Starr about that, what it means, what it could portend for the future. Is it deja vu all over again? Or is there something new going on? Important stuff to talk about. We'll also talk about the courts, the Supreme Court battle as the effort to choose a replacement, for the retiring justice, Stephen Breyer is at hand. I'm sure Ken Starrow has a lot of wisdom to share on that as well. And then we're gonna take a look at the economy once a month. We are lucky to bring on Philip Patrick. He's a gold medal specialist at one of our partners, Birch Gold Group. He's also one of the most prescient people in predicting over the last year on this very show where the economy was headed, high inflation, bubble in the stock market, Tight real estate market, also maybe creating a price bubble in the real estate market. He's been right about everything he's predicted. When the rest of the media and the elites in Washington were saying, Oh, this inflationary pattern just going to be temporary, don't worry about it, fleeting. He was saying, No, it's not. The signs are there for a long term inflation and the potential of stagflation. Well, Philip Patrick was right. The Fed and others were wrong. The Treasury Secretary for Joe Biden was wrong. Well, we're going to bring him back on now to tell you where the economy's going next, what we should be looking for, and what you can do to protect your hard-earned investments and retirement money because, well, you've worked years to grow that stipend. Don't let it get frittered away in an economic crisis. So Philip Patrick is going to walk us through that as well. And that's going to be it. If you haven't had a chance to go check out the website today at justthenews.com, lots of fun stories. Based on the interview I did with Robert Ray, Ken Starr's successor, I really put together what I think is an important story on why Hillary Clinton may be attacking John Durham and how it steals the Whitewater playbook of, well, two decades ago and puts it back into action. We also have a You Vote poll, an opportunity for you to sound off on the website. Go to You vote uh, widget and say the question of the day is what should Biden do about the Ukraine crisis? I'm sure you've got a lot to say about that. I think a lot of people do, as uh, the drumbeats of war seems more real than ever in Ukraine, though a lot of people I'm talking to continue to maintain that Putin will not go into Kiev, will not do a major invasion. He'll stay in these breakaway republics like we focused on. And then we've got a couple other really important things. There's a really fun story that I think has got some interesting background to it. And I've been looking at it for a while and I really understand for the IRS backlog. There are 24 million tax returns from oh last year that haven't been processed. And we're heading into this year's tax season. What does that mean? A lot of people in the advocacy legal world in Congress do not like what they're seeing with the IRS. They're very word that Americans won't get refunds when they're entitled to them. That's a very important thing. Hey, the CDC, they're at it again. They want immunocompromised patients, people who have problems with their immune system, to get a fourth shot, not a third shot, but a fourth shot, maybe within the next six months. That's trending on the site as well as people take a look at that. And last night on the Just the News, Not Noise show, a television show, that we have on Real Americans Voice with my great co-host, Amanda Head. We had Senator Ron Johnson, who reacted to a lot of things, including his new legislation to give doctors their powers back to prescribe label, off-label medicines for COVID and other things. Those have been stripped and sanctioned and moved away by, by, by federal and state regulators. He has a new law to restore those powers to doctors. Put trust back into the doctor's hands, the way the medical system worked before the pandemic. But also, he reacted to a story that we broke first on Just the News over the week, and I wrote it. It is a Pentagon IG report that reveals that at least 50 of the Afghan refugees that were brought into this country, across America's borders, into the United States by the Biden administration, were not properly vetted. And in fact, they had... Significant security risks associated with them, terrorism and other related, that were not detected by the DOD even though they were in federal databases. And if that doesn't scare you enough, here's a little bit more. There are at least 28 of those Afghan refugees with what we call derogatory information, meaning serious problems in their background, that the United States government, the Biden administration can't account for. They can't account for it. That doesn't lay you awake at night wondering where when a terror attack might occur, whether we imported a terror attack unnecessarily. I don't know what will. But Senator Johnson reacted to that. He said this report was the ultimate proof that Joe Biden lied to the American people when he said there was a full vetting of these Afghan refugees. You'll want to listen to that great video interview we did with Senator Johnson. Go check to the website right now very important reaction and important issue that needs to be given attention. Even in the midst of the Russia-Ukraine crisis, we need to be understanding what's going on in our border and our refugees. American security is always important to all of us. The Russians have clearly moved in to parts of eastern Ukraine where they've had troops for quite some time. So the troops have been there, but there's more apparently moving in. This is in the Crimean region, and the question now is... Are those troops there to a full-scale invasion into Ukraine and take over Kiev? I don't think so. From the national security experts I've been talking to. We've had some of those experts on the show here, Fred Flights, former chief of staff to the National Security Council, and of course, the former CIA station chief in Moscow, Dan Hoffman. I think they told you what it is. I think their predictions are holding true, the things they said on here, maybe a little bit of an incursion, a minor incursion into eastern Ukraine, but not a full-scale invasion. But I think the, the thing we pointed out on the show last week that may have been the momentous thing that wasn't reacted to, by the way, right away by the Biden administration, was the decision by the Russian Duma to declare that two breakaway areas of eastern Ukraine near the Crimean region were going to be or should be recognized as independent countries. Basically, annexations by Russia. That is resonating all across the country. And here's a problem for Joe Biden. He's built up a lot of Russia angst with a lot of, uh, of the, they're invading, they're invading. This is not a full invasion. This is sort of an augmentation of troops that have already been there. But There is a new poll out that really shows the handicap that President Biden has. He cannot go into Ukraine with American troops, according to American voters. A vast majority of U.S. voters believe the country should be hesitant to use its troops in a Russia-Ukraine conflict. That, according to the Trafalgar Group poll that was done for Convention of the States Action, uh, Mark Meckler's group, we had him on here. How big are the numbers? 84.8% agree with the statement that the U.S. should limit its involvement in the conflict by avoiding boots on the ground, what we call ground troops. Only 31% believe Americans should provide supplies and military weapons to Ukraine. Hmm. So this country is not very eager to get involved in a, a conflict, according to that poll. Important stuff that shows how limited Joe Biden's options are. All right, a lot of news headlines. We got to cover some of them. I hope you enjoyed that. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to have Ken Starr, the former Whitewater Independent Counsel, joining us to talk about the Supreme Court ruling today, the Supreme Court fight ahead on the replacement for Justice Stephen Breyer. And of course, I'll stroll down memory lane because it was on Ken Starr's watch that the Whitewater prosecutors actually drafted an indictment. They wanted to indict Mrs. Clinton for false statements and possible obstruction of justice. We're going to revisit all that because Mrs. Clinton and Hillary Clinton and her campaign are back in the news, standing off with a new prosecutor, John Durham, 25 plus years after the Whitewater investigation rocked this country. We're going to join Ken Starr in just a second right after this commercial break. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. As promised, a very special guest, one of the greatest legal minds in America, a former appeals court judge, the former independent counsel of the Whitewater, a lawyer for one of President Trump's impeachment. And like I said, just one of the great minds in all of uh, all of America. Joining me right now is Ken Starr. Ken, great to have you with us. Well, thank you, John. So good to be with you. It is an honor to have you. And I I had one of your colleagues, your successor as Whitewater independent prosecutor, on the other day, uh, Bob Ray, and we talked a lot and we were reminiscing. And I want to get to that in a second because I think there's a lot of relevance to some of the Whitewater history in the moment. But we have some breaking news, and that is the Supreme Court today turned down an appeal from Maine healthcare workers to challenge the uh, vaccine mandate in Maine. And so people are probably saying, well, I've seen them turn down all the Biden administration ones, uh, you know, uh, blocking the federal mandates, not the state ones. What's going on with the Supreme Court? Could you help make some sense of that for us?
1: <laughs> yes, uh, it's actually very uh, logical given our federal republic. You know, the founding generation said we do not want all power in Washington. We want to have a system of limited government, and that explains the Supreme Court's actions with respect to the Biden, the most sweeping uh, uh, mandate that uh, required 84 million workers across uh, the country uh, to uh, be subjected, or uh, employers. Uh, to be subjected to the mandate. And one of the reasons is this is an area, namely public health, that is quintessentially an area of state regulation. So what the court was doing in the Biden mandate was saying to the federal government, you've gone too far, you have gone farther than Congress intended, because if Congress intended for you to have the power, OSHA in this particular case, to intrude into the traditional prerogatives of the states, it would have said so with greater clarity than it did in the 1970 uh, legislation that established uh, OSHA. So what we see now is the other side of the coin. States, you do have the charge with what's called the police power, which sounds like cops and robbers, but it's the ability to look for how we best serve the state government. That is how we best serve the health of our own people. So what's good for Maine may not be good for Texas or Florida.
0: Yeah, and it is seem to be very clear pattern now. we've now had four or five rulings in on, on both directions of the federal direction and the state direction. And it seems like federalism is alive and well in the, in the court there. I, when you look out now, you've got these very aggressive attorney generals uh, in, in Arizona and in Texas and in Florida, Indiana, and it seems like federalism is getting a revival as a direct response to the sort of big government approach that Joe Biden swept into office with the 2020 election. Uh, Do you see that trend? And what could it mean for the next few years in America?
1: It uh, means that there's an enormous check on federal power. Uh, And uh, this group of uh, state attorneys general, there are over 20, that are very focused on these kinds of issues, including the issues that affect their own state in terms of uh, state and local issues. They want to keep the federal government of Washington, D.C. and the suburbs in their proper place. And so I see this as a trend that's going to continue. It has accelerated, as you know, John, in these recent years. And here in the state of Texas, where I happen to live, the uh, Texas Attorney General uh, Ken Paxton has been especially uh, mindful of the need to protect the prerogatives of the states in our federal republic. So I view it as a very good thing going forward
0: yeah absolutely and ken paxton who comes on this show often has really been at the leading edge of this and and won pretty consistently his track record in the courts is almost unprecedented to see it's a remarkable thing to watch um it doesn't seem that long ago but it was over a quarter of a century ago when you were the whitewater independent Counsel. but i think there's some really relevant history because over the last week or so We've seen uh, Hillary Clinton and her acolytes attack John Durham, a respected U.S. attorney, now special prosecutor, special counsel, in the um, in the russia collusion case and attacking very similar to the ways you got attacked i remember that famous uh uh nbc today interview where mrs clinton came out of the box in 19 and called you partisan and suggested that this was just a conspiracy from right-wing uh folks to get her husband when in fact you had you know compelling evidence her husband had lied she had possibly given false statements may have obstructed justice Uh, Is there a little deja vu going on right now when you watch the the current play out?
1: (laughs) Yes, it's the old playbook. uh, Nothing new under the sun. Attack the (laughs) prosecutor. Uh, And Sean Durham, of course, is a very respected, really a career prosecutor. He is the United States attorney or was the United States attorney, uh, but was chosen uh, by Bill Barr as uh, the person who was just universally respected. He'd been if not confirmed by the senate virtually so so yeah it, this this is uh, instead of dealing with the merits you attack the prosecutor you attack the prosecutor's motives so it's just uh, the the same old, uh, play out of the old playbook
0: yeah, really remarkable. When you wrote your great book, and I, it's one of my favorite books, and I, I got to live through a lot of that, so it was fun to do. But when you wrote your book, you had this amazing revelation that you had uh, your team, Hick, Hickman Ewing, and you and others had actually drafted an indictment against Mrs. Clinton after the, uh, I think it was after the law, Rose Law Firm, billing Records, which had been under grand jury subpoena, mysteriously just showed up in the White House residence where Hillary and Bill Clinton lived. Um, can you just remind people of that moment in this? Sort of incredible, shocking discovery that was.
1: Yes. Well, in a long time ago, 1996, the long missing billing records of uh, Hillary Clinton's uh, Little Rock law firm, the Rose Law Firm, were discovered not in Little Rock, but in Washington, D.C., and in the White House and in the residence. And it appeared from circumstantial evidence that the records had been removed. Uh, by the late Vince Foster. So these are names from the past and uh, removed uh, from Little Rock to Washington, D.C., and then found their way somehow uh, into the residence. So there was circumstantial evidence that caused us to be gravely concerned because one of the issues, underlying issues, John, that you'll recall, and perhaps some of your listeners will recall, is did Hillary and Ronald Clinton provide legal services for Madison Guarantee Savings and Loans, which went out of business at the cost of taxpayers of many tens of millions of dollars. So had she performed legal work? And if so, what was the nature of that work? And that was one of the issues. Well, how do you prove whether someone did legal work or not? You look at the records and in those um, pre-computerized uh, records days, we needed the paper copies. And that's what was uh, missing for so long. So there was uh, really no plausible uh, explanation as we saw it for Uh, The removal of the documents and so forth. But while I'm very mindful of the need to be careful in what I say, even even now, with the decades having gone by, uh, it does appear that uh, the records were removed by Vince Foster, who by this time, of course, had committed suicide. And so he was the person who we felt, and of course, we did a thorough investigation, would have been most knowledgeable about how all this came to be. But we did look very carefully, and uh, one of our senior uh, lawyers did prepare a a proposed, uh, I would call it a discussion. Uh, paper, a discussion right. indictment, but it was never presented to the grand jury. This is all in the public domain. It is. Because, as you know, John, in the world of prosecution, you have to have sufficient admissible evidence to convince a fair-minded jury, beyond a reasonable doubt, that the person is in fact culpable, guilty of the offense charge. And obstruction is a very hard, uh, obstruction of justice is a very hard uh, uh, case to make out. The Supreme Court has rightly, I believe, given a narrow interpretation to uh, to that uh, statute. So we took a careful look. We did our diligence. But uh, well, what we uh, chose uh, to do, and we were all of one accord, is that, yes, we do not have sufficient evidence to go forward with the grand jury
0: ironically the very prosecutors that mrs clinton attacked as partisan used an apolitical approach to decide not to not to bring the indictment because that's what the law said it it was such an amazing time to watch the gap between her rhetoric and her attacks on you and actually the way that your team worked and it's, a, it's a, a very important reminder as she now starts ramping up the attacks on John Durham and these court filings that this is a playbook she's plays that demonize prosecutors when they're just doing their job. When you look at some of the things that are out in the domain uh, public domain now about uh, John Durham's investigation, this idea that they look like a group of people working around Mrs. Clinton trying to give the FBI... Uh, evidence to investigate Donald Trump that at the very least is suspect, right? We know the Christopher Steele dossier is bad. Maybe these allegations on, on um, Alpha Bank are bad. Uh, what concerns you about that patent? Should we be concerned that a political campaign was trying to rope in the FBI and CIA on its you know, political dirty trick, I guess we could call it?
1: Yes, we, uh, the, the, the revelations that we've seen thus far Uh, over these recent uh, years are really very troubling about the fbi and possibly uh, other parts of the intelligence uh, community Uh, but the good news is we do have an honest cop on the beat an honest prosecutor uh, who and i know people get frustrated why is it taking so long so long but that just suggests to me that john durham is going about his work in an honorable and professional way. And so uh, all we can do is counsel patients on the outside and stand by. But we do see reports from time to time, the former uh, intelligence uh, head, John Ratcliffe, uh, making uh, public comments to the fact that he had turned over an enormous uh, number of uh, documents uh, to uh, John Durham that goes to the issue of, uh, of perhaps, perhaps wrongdoing in the FBI. But I don't want to Uh, in in any way make accusations. All I'm saying is let's just find out what the facts are. Let's assess those facts through John Durham. And uh, I'm confident that we will have an honest uh, report uh, or uh, perhaps uh, additional indictments. Uh, We just have to wait and see what the prosecutor does. Yeah.
0: And I think waiting and seeing and being patient, let the process play out is probably the most prudent thing we can do. We all get excited, but I think being patient on these complicated things has proven to be the most important thing, and that's what you did. It took you a long time and a lot of patience to finish up the Whitewater investigation, but I think the chips fell where they are. One last question, because I know you need to go. The state of censorship in America, the state of the First Amendment, we may soon have a a convoy of trucks coming to America like we saw in Canada. You know, the big tech, all the things we're seeing Is there a moment of inflection? Do the courts at some point or Congress get involved and try to uh, reinforce the First Amendment?
1: It's high time, uh, especially because of large subject, the power of uh, the technological companies, uh, social media is the way so many people get their news and so forth. And so I hope that there will continue to be a careful look at the sort of rights and privileges that high tech Uh, enjoys especially through censorship but with respect to the government itself uh, as censor which has of course been the historic uh, issue we certainly uh, seem to be seeing that unfold in Canada may it not unfold uh, here Uh, but uh, this is one of those uh, very key times when Americans need to be vigilant and outspoken to say it will not do to shut down Uh, commentary, to shut down speech, and so forth, and we're just seeing it in so many different ways, but especially through uh, technology, right, through the social media companies wielding this vast power. So I'm glad that there are thoughtful people in Congress, uh, uh, especially on one side of the aisle, I wish it were more universal, uh, saying we've really got to look at this power, free speech is fundamental to a democratic society. We all agree with that. So why would we even be debating the issue well it's because there are these new pressures on freedom of speech freedom of communication and we need to respond to those new pressures
0: yeah the times and the laws have to laws have to catch up with the times i think in some of this and that's going to be an interesting moment uh judge Starr. it's always an honor to have you on you always make sense of these complex issues and we always walk away smarter and i want to thank you for that and for the time you spent
1: with us today well thank you john all the best
0: thank you sir have a good day okay bye-bye All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, it's time to take a look at the economy. Our good friend Philip Patrick's here to make sense of all of the warning signs on the horizons of the U.S. economy. We'll be right back with that after this commercial break. HomeTaddleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity, in your home.
2: Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door.
0: All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. So glad you can join us today and so glad that my good friend, Philip Patrick, is here. Of course, he's the precious metal specialist from Birch Gold Group and the guy that was telling you a year ago that we would be in the very place we are today with the U.S. economy. Philip, great to have you back on the show.
2: Thank you for having me, John. A pleasure as always.
0: It is eerie how accurate your predictions were in terms of where we were headed and And now I think we face this extraordinary moment with the possibility of war in Europe, the enormous bubble in both probably the the housing market and the the stock market. But the one that just keeps soaring on and, and continuing to rattle everybody is this trend on inflation. What do you make of the last month's inflation reports?
2: Look, they were bad. Um, Inflation up another 50 basis points. It's now seven and a half percent year over year and the 20th consecutive month of, of rising prices. So inflation is here and it's here to stay. The markets are now panicking. Uh, Initially, we priced in about four rate hikes for 2022. Now predictions have climbed to closer to seven or eight by the end of the year. So instead of ending the year 1% up in federal funds rates, 2% plus seems increasingly likely. On top of that, next month, the Fed have indicated that they're going to potentially stop quantitative easing. So In many respects, and if they follow through, this is going to be the end of an era for the markets here in the United States.
0: And when you say an end of an era, what do we mean? I mean, obviously, this has been a pretty solid market for quite some time, a bull market. What does the next era look like?
2: Look, the thing about it, the last decade has really been characterized by fiscal policy driving the market. So. You know, through quantitative easing, the Fed has essentially crowded out the private sector, right? They funded over 50% of government borrowing for the last decade, over 30% of all mortgage-backed securities. The Fed has essentially single-handedly propped up not just stocks, but also housing, while at the same time enabling trillions of dollars in government spending. This has become, I think, no longer a political issue, but an economic issue. And and you touched upon it. You know, this stimulus has distorted the markets and the pricing signals that they send to investors. If we end QE and zero interest rates, the implications that pricing signals will return to proper valuations, and to many, that could feel and, and look catastrophic.
0: Yeah, it does feel that way. And and I, a lot of the people I'm talking to are echoing now what you were saying months ago, which is the ratio of the value of stocks to actual revenues is so off the chart right now that when this bursts, it's going to be a painful moment. What does that moment look like when there is that correction in the market because the valuation of companies has to come down? How ugly a moment is that?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it could be rough. Right now, investors in the S&P are paying about $4.53 for every $1 of tangible value, otherwise known as, as book value. Now, this is where people struggle, right? A lot of people think as long as things are going up, then the market's good. But there has to be a distinction between the price one pays and value, right? And that's the problem. The value really isn't there today. As these pricing signals return, what we expect to see is a reversion to the mean. It's the closest thing to the law of gravity in finance. In terms of valuations today, that implies potentially a 40% drop in stocks. And that's just to get back to historic averages. As an example, the last time real rates were this deeply negative was back in 1974. That year, the S&P index ended up 37% down. Now, you know, we talk about bubbles, and obviously... You know, they have negative connotations. But I think when you're aware, it also creates some opportunities as well. So I think there are opportunities for people to capitalize on this year for sure. It's not yeah. all
0: bad. Yeah, no doubt about it. I want to ask you one thing because the producer price index shot up to almost 10% in January, yeah. a near record high. That's usually a sign that those costs are about to be extended onto consumer price index. So the consumer starts to feel it this inflation trend probably is going to continue to accelerate. Is that right?
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right. So the producer price index, I think it came in at 9.7%. And essentially, this tracks inflation, higher up the production chain, the raw materials used to produce. It is the most accurate leading indicator of rising street level of inflation to come. It's been the case, right? We've seen PPI higher, inflation rises. PPI higher, inflation rises. So everyone's expecting a continuation of that trend.
0: Yeah, pretty darn remarkable. So an ugly scenario we got a lot of things possibly a bubble bursting in the real estate market in the stock market inflation continuing to grow what opportunities does an investor have now to avoid big losses and try to gain uh, uh, you know get into a good position in the market
2: it kind of ties into what I touched upon very briefly look when you really analyze the numbers in the markets in the stock market it becomes quite apparent we have a bubble there now generally bubbles have negative connotations right because most people sit passively the bubble bursts so the implication is usually downside but in my mind the flip side of a bubble should be clear as well right if you're conscious of it you can use it to your advantage and i think anyone who's reducing exposure to the markets today in large part is doing that right they're selling it close to all-time highs, right? Second highest multiple of earnings ever seen before in history, and they're banking a huge amount of gains then it just comes down to finding an asset that's suitable to weather the storm that we're in. And that's where I think, of course, precious metals work very well. Inflation drives them up. Market corrections drive them up. So there is always opportunity. It's just about seeing where it exists and as much as possible being preemptive. And I think we still have that opportunity this year.
0: Yeah. And this is the period now to be preemptive, right? To get ahead of the storm. And so you guys at, at Birch Gold have been such a great partner with Just the News and John Solomon Reports. What can our listeners do and what can they take advantage of because of our partnership with Birch Gold to learn more and get into that preemptive mode?
2: I think you summed it up well. It's, it's learn more, right? And what we have for your listeners, we have a very in-depth information guide. It will really guide them through the steps so you really understand what precious metals can do and how you can place them in your portfolio. And, you know, for your listeners, I think they text Just News to 989898. And they have direct access to all of that information, as well as a lot of people like myself that are here to guide people through step by step by step.
0: Yeah, such an important thing. Folks, this book is amazing. I got it. It it just educates you. And if there's ever a moment to be educated, it is right now. We're at the bursting of this bubble moment. And Phyllis has been talking about this for a year, and everything he predicted a year ago has just tracked exactly to where we are we are in a pretty difficult moment when you look out philip right now and you see the instability in europe and the possibility of a russian invasion or conflict and then you see also oil rising any other things that we should be watching for as indicators that the market will be going in reverse at some point
2: these are the big ones right actually goldman sachs came out with a report telling people to go long on gold and what they cited was geopolitical instability, right? We're seeing that with Ukraine now in the South China Sea as well. They cited inflation, which is here and rising. They cited, you know, bubbles in the markets or, or concern with the market. So it's really everything that we have in front of us today is creating the perfect storm for metals. And like I said, all people really have to do, stay informed, get educated. And I think it will become clear the path to take to try and protect some of your retirement.
0: Oh, absolutely, the way to go, folks. Go check out that pamphlet. It's easy. Just text just news to nine eight nine eight nine eight to get that booklet. Get started today. Don't waste a minute. This is an important time to get educated and begin to make the right moves so that you don't wake up some morning and watch a 10, 20, 30% of your investments, your hard-earned investments, go disappearing. a pairing. So, Philip, you've been so prescient. We love having you on the show. It's been such an important education for me and I think for all of our listeners. And I can't wait to get you back on next month and talking in about where we're headed.
2: I look forward to it as always, John. Thank you so much for having me again.
0: Oh, it's an honor to have you on, it really is. All right, folks, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're gonna wrap up the day right after this commercial break. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at
2: CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
0: All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. So glad you can join us. So grateful that you can be here. A big thanks to Ken Starr and to Philip Patrick for their very important interviews, very insightful, a lot of news, a lot of prescience and relevance to the current debate in America. I'm really looking forward to that. All right folks, if you are looking for a way to support Just News to make a difference here in our reporting and our podcasting and our television show, our good friends, our partners are always offering products and special offers that you can only get because you're here. One of those great partners and I was excited when I got my latest box from them of hand-picked outdoor survival gear is the group at battle box we love them i loved what i got in my home the other day i had this really cool little mini stove that you could literally use twigs to create a fire hot enough to cook a dinner over a little stove i thought that was pretty cool great knife pocket knife that i just love for my outdoor i'm always out at the cabin out in the woods and so i get excited when my new battle box gift box comes each week and you will too each month i think you should get involved with them they're a great great group if you love the outdoors every month they have a plan to give you some new items that will thrill you i'm thrilled if you're an outdoor person at all you like to camp you like to hike you like to go out in the woods and hang out for the day you got a property in in some wide open areas like i do up in the shenandoah mountains then check out the great folks at battle box they've delivered more than 1 million incredible boxes of outdoor gifts and gadgets and items to outdoor enthusiasts over the years and from now until march 31st so to the end of next month you can get a free mystery box worth 115 dollars plus with any new subscription at trybattlebox.com let me give that again trybattlebox.com slash just news now Battle Box is spelled B-A-T-T-L-B-O-X. So try BattleBox.com slash Just News. That's a free mystery box worth $115 plus right now. I got mine. Oh, my God. I got so excited by everything that was in it. My whole family gathered around the table. Everybody was picking out the gadget they wanted. I got some great things. I took them up to the cabin this past weekend and enjoyed them out in the field because I love the outdoors and you will too. What a great opportunity. So if you want to get a free mystery box and get started on a BattleBox subscription so every month you can open up something new and exciting for your outdoor enthusiasm, well, go to trybattlebox.com slash just news right now. All right, folks, we're going to take a break for the day. We'll be back tomorrow with a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Until then, may God bless you and may God bless this extraordinary country, the United States, as he always has. Have a good night. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite